Amen. Turn to Psalms 27. And then we're going to Romans chapter 4, verse 3. I believe God. And I want to break that down. Hopefully, I'm going to go a little deeper with you all. You need to get the CDs of these services uh, last night and this morning. And then you need this, this morning CD and then tonight's. Then you need to go to the table and get some. I used to never mention the table. And I just didn't, didn't want people to think I was trying to get their money. But the Lord's changed my heart. He said, you got something they need. Put it out there. They need this. And it, it's a great investment. And then it helps our ministry. Helps us to reach. We, we, I've been, I've been, uh, I was evangelist. Still am. I still operate in that office even though I'm a pastor. It even comes on me at church sometimes. I can tell. When that, when that, when that anointing drops on me, I can tell. And that, that it starts flowing. And uh, I, I've been full-time in ministry over 20 years. Jesus told me to quit my job in February 7th, 1989. I quit that day. And I followed the Lord. And even before then, I followed him. What that means is I, I just did everything he said. For almost 21 years now, I, I've never walked in, in, in practice sin. Not one day, not one second. I don't even know what that's like to be depressed and worried and stressed out. Come on, come on. I know what it's like to have that come but I don't know what it's like for that to stay. Because I, I learned to trust in Jesus. And we, we use that word, you know, trust in him, believe in him. In, in a lot of ways, it's not really true. They don't really get the results. And so I want to encourage you all and enhance the, the faith that you have. The Apostle Paul taught this to the church of Thessalonica. He said, I'm looking forward to seeing your face. That's why you need to be in church. So I can perfect what's lacking in your faith. All of us got some lacking. And uh, as we hear the word and the truth, it, it perfects that where we can believe and not, not, not stay over there where we're lacking in our faith. Here's Psalm 27, verse 11. Jesus the, the, the writer said, teach me thy way. And, and I always transfer this to Jesus. I never read the Bible and don't transfer it to Jesus. Uh, you, you have to let the Lord teach you this. And as a Christian, everything's about Jesus. Teach me, Lord, thy ways in Christ. O oh Lord, lead me by your Holy Spirit. Because of my enemies that would try to lead me another way. Deliver me not over unto the will of my enemy. Now David was saying this, but God ain't finna do that. For false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted. They, they, they added this in the original Hebrew, but it ain't in the original Hebrew. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, 
I say on the Lord. That's another message. But the part I want you to get at is verse 13. When you have real Bible faith, you are expecting to see God's goodness. You're not in faith if you ain't expecting to see something. Well, we just trust in the Lord and, you know, we hope this, this happens. No, you're not in faith. You just use and trust in the Lord as a crutch. And then you can say you trusted him and then not be expecting. You're hoping that that happened. You're hoping that this might, it, this might happen. That's not Bible faith. Amen. I've had, uh, uh, Billy, Billy's traveled with me for 10 years now in June. And, and I, I trained him. It's just to love him just as much as I love my, my natural son. No different. Now, all his kids, I'm their granddad. I really am their granddad. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling y'all, just as much as you are to yours. And, um, and I, I, I train him by, by precept and example. I, I tell him for years, I say, now I'm trusting the Lord for this, this amount of money at these meetings. Little bitty church. He said, well, all right. He, he didn't believe a lick. <laughs> it happened every time. The exact amount. Every. Did it ever, was it ever different? When you believe God, it ought to happen. It ought not be no time we praying it don't happen. I don't believe in that. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. And the word name in the Greek was conformable to my will and my purpose and my plan. And I can only know his will and purpose according to what's written in, his, in, in the New Testament. Some things is his will. I don't know what they is. He has to show me. I might have to pray through in tongues on him. Because I don't know what his will is in everything. But I do know what his will is in what he's wrote in his word through Jesus Christ and through the apostles. Two things Jesus said. He said, in uh, uh, turn, turn over there. Let me just read Romans 4. And then I want to go to John 15. Romans 4 verse 3 says, For what saith the scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, I, I want to show you something in John. In John chapter 15, verse 26, I'm, this, is, this here is a very vital. How many of y'all raise your hand if you want a revelation? Okay, you got to want it. If you didn't raise your hand, you just, you know, you didn't bear witness that you want it. So I'll let y'all do it again. How many of y'all want a revelation? Let me see. All right, all right, that's everybody. Now, now you read here in verse 26 in John 15, now, Jesus is revealing some revelation to us that we've got to get a hold of. Here it is. But when the confidence come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father. Now, get, you ought to underline this next part. He will testify of me. If the Holy Spirit ain't testifying about Jesus, you, you got the wrong spirit. Man, something's trying to get you to believe something other than Jesus. It's misleading you. 
the Holy Spirit's testifying about Christ. And so he can't testify about Christ if he don't, he don't testify about his teachings. So who's the number one witness to testify about Jesus? Holy Spirit. And who's he got to testify about? Watch this. What Jesus taught, what Jesus said, and what Jesus did on the cross. He's got to testify about that all the time. He can't testify about himself. He can't even speak of himself. He only speak what he hear Jesus and the Father say. Now, who else? There's one other witness that we're to listen to. Do you know who this second witness is? The next verse. I always read it. Let you and I be wrong. Let the word be right. The apostles are witnesses. The letters, the epistles are also our witnesses. They bear witness of Jesus. You go back and read John them. Jesus, Paul said this, I, I received this revelation from Christ. This is the knowledge Jesus revealed to me. You'll go read John and them. That we, we've seen and heard handled the word of life. We come to testify what he said to us. What we've seen, heard, declare we unto you. And if you read they, they, they letters, you will see that the majority of their teaching is what Jesus said. They bring in revelation of his teaching. Just for instance, John 10, 10, Jesus said, I come that you have life. The thief coming not to kill, to destroy. But I come that you have what? Life. Zoe or the love of God, the life that God is, the love that God is, the very nature that God is, the character that God is, the authority and power that God is. I come that you have life. Get this now. He come that you have his life, not yours. Now, when he shares this, he don't give you no revelation on it. Not a bit. It's in the letters. They break down what this life is and how to operate in it. So you follow Jesus' teachings, but get the revelation from the letters. How to live this out. For instance, uh, in Philippians 3, I'll just quote it to you real quick. Philippians 3, 7, Paul said, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. See, you, won't, you, don't, you don't just want to learn about Jesus. You want to know excellency knowledge of Christ Jesus, whom I've suffered the loss of all things, counting but waste. Get this now, that I may win in Christ. Even though you, 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 you accept Jesus as a gift, you've got to win him. You've got to win him. What, what do you mean, Pastor Kez? You got to be worthy. You, you got to become worthy. He said, if you don't lay your life down for me, you ain't worthy of me. So you, you're going to have to prove to Jesus that you really mean what you say and, and, and you're going to do what he tell you. If you're going to live in the excellency knowledge of him. Or you're just going to be born again and then just be defeated all the time. Jesus, Paul said, and be found in him. See, you know where, where you want to be found at? Turn, turn over that. Where, 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 where are y'all at first? John? Oh, no, no. Go on over Philippians. Let, let me show you this. It, it'll tie right into what I'm teaching. Philippians 3, 3 verse 8. 9. 10.
Is verse 8 say be found in him? Or is that 9? Nine? Nine. Okay. Be found in him. Now, wait, where you want to be found at? Who in the world is him? Je Jesus. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're going to be found in perfect. You're going to be found in somebody that ain't never messed up. Somebody that conquered the whole world. Somebody that overcame everything you and I could ever face. You want to be found in him. Every test and trial always finds me in him. They never find me without him. They find me in him. What? Not having my own righteousness. Not having my own performance. Not having my own ways. My own thinking. Be found in Jesus, not having your own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteous, which is of God by faith. Why? So you can know him. Quit trying to know you. God only wants you to accurately know you when you first know him. When you know him, that's when you're supposed to really know who you are. You are not supposed to ever try to figure you out because you can't. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is when we know who God is in Jesus and what he has done for us and who he's made us. And not who we are and how many times we done messed up and what we used to do years ago and how, many, how, how weak we are and how pitiful we done did and how much we ain't walk with God, what we ain't did wrong. We, we don't need to know ourselves. We need to deal with that by believing in Jesus. We don't need to know ourselves who we are and what we do for him. See, what you do for God is how bad you fail. All your unsuccess stories are what you do for God. All your weaknesses and fears and struggles is what you do for God. Your faith in Jesus is what God does for you. When you in faith in Jesus, you can't equal you. Because ain't no you in him, he's in you. Faith in you will equal you. Well, I tell you, I'm just getting all in see now. I just can't remember like I used to. See, you're in faith in you. If you was in faith in Jesus, you would never forget nothing because he don't forget stuff. Faith in Jesus cannot equal you. Even though you see your eyes getting dim, faith in Jesus will believe him that you can see good. Faith in you will just consider what it is and you just say, well, this is how it is. And you accept that and call it what it is and get it instead of getting Jesus. Jesus don't want us to have no errors. We ain't getting him. Hmm. So when you count everything to loss and we in Christ and be found in him, not having your own righteousness, your own ways, your own standards, your own right living. But righteous wishes of God by faith, you get to know him. Why watch it, watch it, watch this. Look at verse 10. That I may know who? Him. Who is him? Mm -mm. See, that, that's where we got to quit being. We're we going to have to get away from that. Because he ain't Jesus. Let's go take a look 
at, at who, he, who he really is. Let's go to John 6. Let's take a look at him. John chapter 6, verse 38. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So what do you learn from that? That when you see Jesus and what he do, you're seeing God's will. You don't see Jesus' will. You see God's will. Jesus gave his will up. Amen. Look at verse chapter 5, verse 30. I came of my own self to do nothing. Now, 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 watch this. That I may know him. Now, when you know him, you know he did not come down here to do nothing of himself. So when you know him, you're supposed to know you. You ain't going to do nothing to yourself. See, you know him. You, you're not here to do your will, but the will of Jesus who sent you. Father, if you have sent me, I send them. So when you see Jesus, that's when you're supposed to see you. You're not supposed to be living in your human thinking. You go to work and do that. You get on the computer and use your brain. You don't use it with God. It don't work with him. Only what you believe in Jesus will work with God. Nothing else. You're going to fail if you live in you. Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. You're supposed to learn from Jesus and know him how he did God so you will know how you're going to do him. You're not supposed to have any other ways. Go to John 15. Now let's read John 6 first, verse 29, and then go to John 15. Now here is the key to you believing. Believe in God. They said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Now listen, you got to lock yourself into that. And you must become disciplined. Where you never use your brain. You always believing in him. Looking unto him. Trusting. When you go read in, in John 3.16. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. That's God's unconditional love. God gave you Jesus. That means unconditional means. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. You can't get God to do no more. Because he's already undone it. He gave you Jesus. Watch this. Watch this now. God so loved the world, what did his love do? Okay, now, now do you see here what your work is? How you going to work God? You're going to believe in Jesus. All right, now go to John 3 now. Let me, let me just let you look at John 3, 16 so you can get a picture of this. And then we'll go to John 15. So you, I'm going to break this down where you can see it today. 
Watch carefully. God so loved the world. Look at it. This is all his love going to ever do for you is give you Jesus. You ain't got nothing else. And then it'll give you. You might get something else, but it ain't coming from God. God only going to give you Jesus. Now, now watch this. What did he give you when he gave you Jesus? He didn't just give you Jesus Christ. He gave you sinless. Never messed up. Know everything. He gave you righteousness. Sanctification. All the wisdom of God. He's made everything God is available to you. Jesus had it all. Jesus said in Luke 10, 22, all things have been delivered to me by my father. No man knoweth who the son is but the father and who the father is but the son. And Jesus said to whomsoever I will, I'll reveal him. Jesus, if he don't reveal who God is, you don't know God. You just think you do. Jesus has to reveal the father to you. He's the only man ever been on this earth that knew God accurately. There were two areas that God didn't reveal to Adam, Eve, and no other king or prophet. No other person had these two revelations. Number one, they were kept secret by God from the foundation of the world. And only in Christ have they been revealed to us. Number one is how to love just like God. Sure, Adam had to love, but he didn't know how to walk in it. It's one thing for Jesus to come in you and bring the perfect love of God in you. And it's another for him to teach you how to act like it. Nobody in the Old Testament could love like God. They didn't love like God. They didn't have God's nature in their spirit to love like God. Until Jesus comes in your spirit and the Holy Spirit sheds his love in your spirit, you don't have the capability of loving just like God. You have to get his nature first before you can love just like God. Nobody was able to do that. Jesus had the nature. He was the nature of God. He was the character of God. And so, so without this, nobody was revealed how to love like God. And then Jesus came in John 13, 34 and said, a new commandment I give you. Now, what's the new commandment? That you love one another as I have loved you. Did you know can't none of y'all obey that? Did you know many people done tried to keep that and they are in their flesh? Do you know why? Who can explain to me why? Hush, Pastor. Who can explain to me why that no Christian can keep that commandment? You can't keep it. Why? It's unkeepable. You can't obey it. What you have to do with it is believe first how he loved you and then live that belief. Pray, Lord. Listen, you cannot keep that commandment. Jesus gave you the commandment, but you have to go to the apostles so you can learn how to live it. And a lot of people will read something Jesus say, and they will try to do it, and they ain't believed in it yet. You can't go love, and this is what most people tell me all the time when I go around the country, is, yeah, I, I love people. That is not right. Let them do something wrong. They're gone. <laughs> Man, that love will fly. 
But if you believe how Jesus loved you on the cross while you was guilty and dead wrong, that love will stand no matter what nobody did because he stood when you was wrong about everything. And you have to live your faith. Your faith is believing what he did for you. You believe that and live that faith in him, what he did for you. You live that toward others. You live your faith to others in him, how he loved you. You live your faith in him to others. You don't live, try to love them. It won't work. You live your faith. See, it ain't faith. I, I love everybody. That ain't faith. Faith is believing how Jesus loved me. I live that faith. To one another. Pascal, give me a scripture for that. All right, I'll quote it to you. Galatians 2.20. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ live in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by loving you. Nope, I live by the faith of the Son of God. How he loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not living by how I love you. I'm living by how he loved me. See, I'm not living by how I love you. I'm living by believing how he loved me. And I'm giving you my faith how he loved me. I'm living my faith to you in him. Never giving you me. Never giving you how I feel. Never giving you what I think. Because ain't no thinking in Jesus. What was that verse I was telling you I was going to go? John 3.16? Yeah, we're going there, but we got to get John 3.16. All right, now watch. God so loved the world. Get this now. Get this. His unconditional love, all it did on the cross was gave you Jesus. I'm doing a series now called God's Unconditional Love. I ain't through with it. And I'm teaching people that God, this is a little strong right here. Uh, I don't like really sharing it. You don't have to spound on it so you can catch the revelation of it. But God don't show everybody his love. But he displayed it on the cross for everybody. But he don't show everybody's love. He displayed it for the whole world. Now look at John 3.16. Whosoever believeth is going to get to see it. And the errors you're struggling in, you ain't seeing it. Because if you see his love, you can't struggle no more. So you're not believing in it, and he's not showing you. Any areas you're being defeated in, he's not showing you his love. If his love show up, your area, you can't, you can't walk in that no more. Because that ain't in his love. Defeat. So whosoever believeth accesses the grace of God to work in your life. And you got to always believe in him. The word believe in the Amplified Bible says to trust in him, rely on him, depend on him, cleave to him, adhere to him. What? How do I do that? Adhere to him. Watch this. Watch this. To who? Adhere to who? Him. Watch this. Everybody say him. Wait a minute. Perfect? Sinless? You you adhering to all, all power in heaven and earth? You adhering to the perfect picture of God? Hmm. So you're not trying to live perfect because you know you know we're going to fail. You're believing in perfect and it causes perfect to live perfect in you. Without your strength, without your effort, the effort of your, of your obedience of faith. 
There has to be an effort of your obedience to believe in him all the time. He you is stressed. Go believe in him. You can't stay stressed. Now why? Ain't no stress in him. We need some extra money. You don't have it. You can't see how to get it. He, 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 he know how to get it. He know when you done toiled all night, he know how to get some fishes. He know when you got 15,000 people, 5,000 men, he know how to multiply stuff. He know when it ain't no wine, how to make some new wine. Now, we don't need no wine, but you, you got to know that story so you at least know if it ain't there, he still know how to make it. Ooh. He know how to stretch stuff. Some of y'all scared to believe him. You don't have no food. You ought to pray over the food you got. It don't run out. Oh, y'all, y'all didn't. You wake up and steal another bowl in there in the morning. Oh. The economy is not posed to tell us how blessed we are. God is our blesser. God gave you Jesus. I own him. And you, you I don't know if you own him or not, but I own Jesus. See, because, because he owned me. The only way you can own him is he own you. You don't get to walk in ownership and, and, and he don't get to own you. Jesus said, he said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So you ain't his friend if you don't do whatever he command you. He your friend because he died for you. But you not his friend to get everything he died for you for if you're not going to do everything he tell you. We got to get this out right. Just how Jesus said it. So God so loved the world that whosoever believeth and trusts in Jesus. Well, I just keep struggling with pornography. Not if you trust in him, pornography gone forever. Now, why would pornography leave? It ain't in him. You're believing in him. He was tempted in pornography, yet without sin. When you believe in him, then he will deliver you with the same power and life that he lived from God and give you the same results he lived while he was here on earth as a man. Yes, sir, same exalt, same results, same exact. You don't have no, I heard preachers say this and it's just wrong. You are not a little Jesus. You either got his life or you don't have it. When you see a little Jesus, that make you think you're a lower level of him. No, you are in the same class with him. God gave you the same dignity that Jesus is. Exactly. You don't have no little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got all of it. And it takes your faith to grow to live that out. But you can't get no more of it because it all came in you at once. Well, you might not see it come out because you got to live it out. Each test, each trial, each day, you have to keep believing in Jesus to keep living it out. You can't take no breaks. One area will stop the whole process. One living will destroy the process. You'll still, you know, had a Lord in you, and but you'll quit growing spiritually if you keep one area of disobedience in your life. You won't grow spiritually no more. You can't have areas 
that you say you believe in him and he don't do nothing. You ain't acting on the word. Your faith got to have action that if you say, I trust Jesus, you're supposed to step out and do that. You are not supposed to wait and do it later. If you believe him to deliver you from something, you are free from that. You need to step out and live that. There's power there as you step out to live it for you to never do that again the rest of your life. You have to step out and act on you believe with action with it to do what he said do. To be who he said you to be. To walk the way he said you to walk. You don't have to wait. Well, I'm trusting the Lord to help me lose weight. You can stop that. You can go on losing. If you believe in him, he has all power in heaven and earth. All right, go to John 15 now. Verse 7. Now watch, watch what I'm teaching now. And I'm, I'm on, I'm, what time did I, what time did this, did I start? All right, thank you, Billy. Man, okay. I want y'all to come back tonight. Yeah, but I want the rest of them to come. I got you. Trying to get some of the rest of them. Amen. Now, here we go. Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said. That's got to mean something to you. Lake said, the, the, the red words are the most supreme words in the Bible. Most Christians don't, don't believe that. I do. I don't, I don't put Paul in them over Jesus. I don't put none they say over him. And I line it up with him. They don't contradict each other. Not in one verse. Now watch, watch carefully. Even the Old Testament don't contradict. It's just how they translated some things. But it don't contradict either. This man translated it. In, in God, he, he, they, they translated God commits evil when it should have been translated God permits evil because of your choice. When Israel disobeyed God, they're sowing sin caused death to come and armies to come and defeat them. When they obeyed God, every army came bigger than them, got whooped. It's the same in Jesus. You stay in faith in Jesus, every army get whooped. You get in doubt and unbelief, and you get whooped. Ain't no different. Ain't no different. You you can't continue in seeing that grace may abound. God forbids because it ain't going to work. Whose servants you are that you obey, that's the servant you are. I don't care if Christ is in you. It don't mean he's working. I said it don't. he don't feel sorry for us. We have to learn without faith it's impossible to please him. Amen. Now, John 15, 7, Jesus said, if you, oh, my God, you, you know what that word if means? No, no, no. But do you know what it means? No, no, it don't. It don't mean that. But, but you, you know, you love me now. You know, because I'm, I'm a teacher. If is a condition. If you do this, you get this. If you don't do this, you don't get this. If is a condition here. Sometimes if is a badge of doubt. But right here. If ain't no badge of doubt, if it's a condition, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, here it is. Now, here's the key. You get to ask whatever you will, and it shall be done in you. Ooh. Now, I ain't going to ask you to raise no hands, but I've been living this for 21 years. 
I, I done learned that God really, my Father in heaven, he really loves me. I, I, didn't, I, I don't just say that. I have experience with saying that. I've never prayed and didn't get a prayer answered. I've never called on him and he didn't come through for me. Sometimes I had to pray a little longer, but I got through every time. I never had a day I didn't have peace and joy. I had a day when some things came and knocked the peace and joy off of me, but never stayed. I got on my knees and started worshiping and came back. Many times I never even asked God about nothing, tell him what was wrong. I just worshiped him and he left and I knew what to do. I got in his presence and got fullness of joy. And you, you use that when you're a baby Christian. See, because your faith ain't developed. So you, you, God made a way for you to reach him and get his help despite where you at with your faith. So you better learn how to worship if you worry a lot. Because he'll get it, knock it off of you. And then when he come back, you got to go back and worship again, get it off of you. Till your faith gets developed in Jesus where you can just speak to it and it leaves. Just, just like you snap your finger. Satan, stop it. And it gone. Goodbye. Now, when I first got saved, that didn't work all the time, but it worked sometimes, worked most of the times. So I worshiped him and got in his presence to make it work all the time. That's a good revelation right there. Man, if you stay in trouble, you ain't worshiping. Now, watch, watch carefully. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words. Now, what do it mean to abide in him? Well, go to 1 John chapter 3. Here I go, y'all. Here we go. 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. Now listen carefully at this. Because a lot of times, you know, and I know you all been taught, but many times Christians do not understand why Jesus came. Why God manifested Jesus in the flesh. I know why. It's right here in this verse. And we know that he was manifested, here it is, to take away our sins. Now, when when you done been taught wrong and you under law, you always have faith that you're going to sin every day. You're going to mess up. We're human. We're going to mess up. Not in Jesus. That's not faith in him. It's, it's it's faith in you. You're believing in failure, you. And you're going to keep getting it. The Bible said he came to take them away. I, I can't see how you could keep doing something he wants to take away. Well, you know, I have to deal with this flesh all the time. Yeah, I said that first few years I was saved. And then, then I don't ever say that no more because... The flesh, I just keep him under. It's just too easy. It's been easy for years. As the Lord matured me and I failed over and over and repented, cried out to him to teach me how to quit failing. Then I just quit failing, quit failing, quit failing, stop. This don't have no more. This don't have no more. Then after eight years, I, I just, I just really, he, uh, this, this ain't had no areas. Very seldom God had to deal with me about anything. Because them first eight years, dealt with me about everything. I mean, I mean, this, this, I mean, everything. And then as your faith grows in them areas, you, you don't deal with them no more. You just live him. Well, pray the Lord. You just let stuff go. Just, just like this. 
Well, praise God. I love you and Jesus loves you. Praise the Lord. And you move on. Amen. It's that simple. Now, years ago, you know, you had to pray about it four, five times that day, you know, to get it off of you. But as your faith grows, it, it is, it's, it's so easy. It's a shame, you all. And then you begin to get perfected in areas. Perfected in his love. When you get perfected in it, most people still in the first principles, of, the doctrines of Christ. But, but God wants us to move on past them. Live in them, but move on past them where we can go on to perfection and live in him. Just like him. It's his life that's going that you're gonna be in faith in. It's not you. So he was manifested. Everybody say it out loud. Jesus was manifested to take my sins away. Not for me to keep some of them. Worry is a sin. Stress is a sin. Anxiety is sin. You confuse is sin. He won't take that stuff away. Every time you do something wrong, he won't take it away. He don't want you sitting there being beat up about it. He wants to get that out of your life forever. Jesus is the only one can tell you go and sin no more. Because ain't no sin in him. He don't want to say that as a man. Because he has the power and the life for you to never do that again. He wants to say that in every area. Just, I tell you, this, the, them folks just got on my nerve up there. They shouldn't have. You wasn't in faith in Jesus. They shouldn't have got on your nerve. They might have tugged your flesh some, but you know that your flesh ain't who you are, and they didn't hit your spirit, man, where Christ lives in you, and you should have been believing in him. They never touched him, and you shouldn't have made your flesh you. You shouldn't have made your flesh you. You should have believed who he made you in Christ is you. And if you check down in there, he just as happy as he could be, right? Right in the middle of them doing that. Hmm. <laughs> See, you got to get your mind renewed so you ain't thinking. When something go wrong, you don't think. You believe in him. Now look right there. Look, look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. And we know he was manifested to take away our sins. Now get this next. The next part is the revelation. I mean, y'all want a revelation. Let me see your hand. Oh, that's part of you. How I many y'all want a revelation now? Okay, here it is. Here it is. Now, here's the revelation. See, wake up. Keep them, keep them awake. So they listen to me. Here it is. 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 In him, it's no sin at all. That's what he wants you to believe. Where? Cool. Say it again, brother. In him. He don't want you to believe in you. He wants you to believe in him. Guess what's in him? No sin. What's in Jesus? No sin. So you're supposed to believe whenever you got a sin, you're supposed to put faith in him who was tempted in that point, yet without sin. So you will know he'll teach you how to not do that no more. Because he knows how. Now you're believing in him. You could get rid of everything wrong with you forever. Everything. 
every weakness, every struggle, every human thing wrong with you. The life of Christ could live through you where you never fear no more. Never scared of nothing. Rats, pausing, food. You don't believe it'll hurt you. Now, why you don't believe it'll hurt you? Mm -mm. No, because you believe it can't hurt him. You hearing this. You believe it couldn't hurt him. And you're in faith in him that nothing down here hurt him. Nothing. So you're believing in him. In him is no sin. Now look at verse 6. Who, who brought, what was that lady had that, that the new living translation? They gone. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Find it, Billy. Get the Billy. All right, now watch this. Watch this now. This is this is a little tough now. Somebody, I love you all. But this, this is a little tough, what I'm finna what I'm finna read. It's the word, but it's a little tough. What do you mean? I got to hit your mind with him. Your mind ain't going to understand it. Many of you all in here will, and, and many won't. I just don't understand this. And also, you got to believe what I'm preaching. You don't get to understand it. So you're still in your head trying to understand it. You, you don't get to understand this. You just got to say, I believe. See, and then, then you understand it'll come. See, you don't get to do the, 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 Jesus like you do a book. See, a book you read and then get understanding. Jesus, you got to believe, then you get understanding. You got to transfer this. Now watch now. The, 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 the uh, verse 6 said, whoever abides in him. <laughs> sinneth not. What? Yeah. Why you ain't going to sin when you abide in Jesus? There's no sin in him. You can't live in him and have sin. You can live in him and get sin. Here's the answer. Let me show you. When I first got born again and they kicked me out of drug treatment center, and I'm, 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 I'm headed. Um, they, they kicked me out for talking about Jesus. The man, the man got up and wrote on the board. That Jesus Christ stuff don't work. All that's false. I said, what? I just got touched that night, and a light came in my room, and and, and I said, oh, oh. I ain't even a day old yet. I said, excuse me, and and you should, you, I'm telling you, it did, it did. I said, last night, a light came in my room, and Jesus set me free from drugs. I won't never use no more. He got red in the face. He said, I'm gonna prove to y'all this Jesus stuff don't work. Watch, I'm going to get you put out of here and watch him go back and use. I'm the only one that didn't go back and use. Now, why I didn't go back and use? Say it, Billy. <laughs> you abided in Jesus. I, I abided in Jesus. That's why I didn't go back. The only reason. When you abide in him, you can't sin. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. The first, next day is Wednesday. I go to church with my grandmama that night. I get out of church. I feel kind of funny. I had a few sick. They didn't let me smoke in there. So I seen them deacons over there smoking. So I went over there and got a light from them. Now here's my question to you. I'm, I'm going to show, I'm going to teach you something now. Now Jesus taught me. 
I took and smoked that cigarette. Was I abiding in Jesus? Who be be careful now, because you 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 I have to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> and if you be smart and don't answer, and, and then then you don't let nobody know you was ignorant of that. <laughs> but if you blur it out, now go ahead and get the answer to yourself, and then I'll make all y'all look smart. <laughs> yes, I was abiding in Jesus. Most of y'all said I wasn't. Because you don't understand. Watch. Jesus, John said, whoever abideth in him sinneth not. In the Greek, he says that person can't practice it. Watch. I've never smoked since. Jesus told me, said, no, no, you can't smoke no more. You got to let me have him too. When you abide in him, you don't do it no more. See, he's got to show you what's wrong in your life. And when he do, you don't do it no more. That's abiding in him. Abiding in him, it's not never doing nothing wrong. It's once he show you this is wrong, you don't do that no more. That's it. And you just grow till ain't nothing wrong no more. You let him deal with you about everything. You don't keep nothing in your life. You ain't seeking him to change you and show you how to walk in victory over that. Nothing. You don't keep no areas. None. Boy, I tell you, my mother-in-law just, every time she come over here, my skin cry. Oh, you need to let Jesus change it so when she come, you will love her and you will, you will comfort her and bless her. You should not have that error in your life once you know it's wrong. You're not abiding in Jesus in that area. You're not abiding in him. Look what else he said. It's a hard part, y'all. That's the easy part there. And whoever sinneth has not seen him, neither known him. And you know what people do in church? They take their personal experiences, what the Lord do for them, and they make that they know him. But the Bible teaches you don't know him when you sin and practice sin. When you keep bondages, you don't know Jesus. And you ain't never seen him. Because he's perfect. You ain't never seen him. He's, he's perfect. You ain't never saw him. Because you cannot practice that because if you believe in him, you can't do that no more. You ain't saw him. And you don't know him. Because if you knew Mr. Perfect and he overcame that, you would overcome it too if you've seen him and know him. Many people in church, they don't know him. They never saw the Lord. That's the truth. That's what the Bible said. Read it, Billy, in the New Living. Listen, the, the, the New Living just tear it all to pieces. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. No, no, no. Verse, verse 6. Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to tear him out? <laughs> Come on now. So if we continue to live in him, we won't sin either. If we continue to live in Jesus, we won't sin either. Why? Why we won't sin either? 
because ain't no sin in him. See how quick they, see, they don't have all that doubt. That's why they just grab it, jam, got it, hit, wet. Yeah, that's right. You got all that, all that stinking thinking, all that theology. Man, he got to work through all that, man, take months of crazy, knock all that out if you let him. Read that again, Billy. Read verse 5. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, for there is no sin in him. So if we continue to live in him, we won't sin either. But those who keep on sinning have never known him or understood who he is. You don't know who he is, saints. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care what you done did for him. It don't make you know him. Now, now I want to get ready to close with this. Let's read, let's read another verse. Go to John 5, 1 John, 1 John, 1 John 5, since we're there. Verse 4. Well, let's read 3. 3, I, I just love 3. I do. I hear you go over, I just want to read 3, man. I just love 3. Amen. So, don't you just read some scripture? You just love them. You just don't want, even though they ain't even in the topic, you just, just, just slap, let's just read them anyway. Because you did love that. Don't let me hear them verses. This is the love of God, y'all. Do you know what God's love is? Huh? To obey his commandments. Listen, that's God's love. Now, what does he mean obey? Hold your spot then. Go to 1 John 3, verse 22 and 23. Now you're going to find out what obeying his commandments is. Whatever we ask, we receive of him. You know why some of you all don't get everything you ask? You don't even bother God because you know he ain't going to answer it. You do everything yourself, for yourself. Then try to praise him when he don't even deserve to pray because you've done it. Whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing the sight. Now, verse 23 tell you what they are and how to please God every day. Look at the first commandment. It ain't you doing nothing. It's you believing something. His first commandment is to believe on the love, the name, the word name there in a strong concordance means character and authority, his love and power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the son Jesus Christ. Your first commandment is to believe. This is the work of God that you believe on him who God sent. That's your first work is to believe. What? Believe what? How he forgave you. Why? So you forgive others the same way. He forgave you while you was guilty. So you forgive everybody while they're guilty. You don't wait till they repent. They repent to get back in fellowship with you, but you go ahead and forgive them. And you want to love them because God wants to love everybody if they let him. He don't wait on you to say you sorry. He loved you in front so you would have a reason to say you sorry. Love don't wait on people to straighten up. Love will be in front so you'll have a reason to straighten up. Can you imagine God saying, wait, y'all get straight, then I'll love you. Hold on. Get that right first. Straighten up now. Hold on. I ain't loving you till you get that right. God, we'd be a mess, wouldn't we? But God loved us while we were yet sinners. Romans 5, 8. While we were yet sinners. While we was guilty and dead wrong. And you got to learn how to live this toward others. You have to believe in how he loved you while you were yet a sinner. While they just sinned against you. You got to know how he did you so you will believe in him so you can do them the way you believe in him that he did you. 
Just live in faith. Living by faith. Living by believing. A lot of people say, yeah, we live by faith. They don't even know what that means. You live by believing how Jesus did you. You live what you believe he done for you. You live that believing in him toward others. Never giving him you. But your faith in how he loved you and gave himself for you. And watch carefully now. Watch it. You, you'll get something out of this. Really get something out of this. Because I can't wait till tonight. Now watch, watch now. Oh, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drill this thing tonight. God gave me, told me, told me exactly what to teach and preach to you all here. All right, now watch. Go back to John, 1 John 5, verse 3. This is the love of God. When you what? Believe. And how Jesus loved you and then love one another as he gave you commandment. That was 1 John 3, 23, the end of that. That you love one another as he gave you. See, you don't love one another till after you believed how he loved you. Now what you believe in in him is tapping you into his life. That you live in his life toward them, your faith in him. You're not giving them you. Now verse 1 John 5, 3. This is the love of God. This is God's love when you believe how he loved you and then go live what you believe in how he loved you toward others. That's the love of God when we keep Jesus' commandments and they're not grievous. Now, verse 4. Whosoever is born of God flat overcomes the world. The world. Sickness, poverty, debt, lack, fear, anxiety, worry, stress, misery. What people do wrong to you. How you used to be. What you used to do. How weak you are, your struggles, your faults, your shortcomings. Everybody's born of God overcomes them. Why? No, no, no. Some people born again don't overcome them. Why? Because they have to be overcame by faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, y'all. See, if you're born again, you have the ability to overcome the world. In your spirit, he's, John is speaking, you don't overcame the world in your spirit. Because it's no, corruption can come down there no more. You escape the corruption is in this world through lust when you're in that divine nature. But that ain't living it out. So who has born again overcome the world? You just overcame in your spirit. That don't mean you're overcoming in your life. But this is a victory to overcome the world in your life, your faith. Now verse 5, get this now. Here it is. And this. John goes straight and does something that, 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 that you don't hardly ever see in the Bible. He asked a question. God don't never use as as no question. But he asked you one, then gives you the answer. So you don't have to get an answer without reading what he said. The answer is, who is he? Who's he that overcomes the world? Watch this. Watch this here. That's correct. But what does it mean to believe Jesus is the son of God? Watch Watch, watch. Go to John chapter 16, verse 30. I'm going to show you who Jesus is. This is who the master is. And tonight I'm going to pick this back up and I'm going to show you who else he is. But this right here, y'all, will sum it up, but I'm going to break this down tonight. Verse 30. Let me read, let me read 29. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speak of thy plain and speak of no proverb. Lord, finally you ain't telling us these proverbs where we, we all confused and had to come back in the back of ass you what this means. 
you finally making sense to us. Because he told him in verse 27, the father himself loves you. Did you know God loves you? You want me to tell you why God loves you? Because you love Jesus and believe he came from God. See, you believe him in the one he sent. And that will produce God showing you his love every day in every way. And Jesus said, look, look what he said. Look what he said. Verse 27. The father himself loveth you because you love me. Oh, you just think God just love you and that's, that's it? You don't have no, no responsibility to believe? Oh, no. you. Oh, man, you real common. No, you have to love Jesus. See, believe in him to do what he say and believe he came from God. Jesus said, I came forth from the Father and come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go into the Father. Verse 29, his disciples say, Lord, now you speak of, now plainly speak of no proverb. Now verse 30, this is worth coming, y'all. This here is worth trillions of dollars. It's priceless to get this revelation. It's priceless. I, I bet I thank God for months after getting this. See, because I've been living this for, for these years, but I couldn't explain it. He's been teaching me how to teach, how, I've been, how he's been teaching me how to live. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things and needeth not that any man shall ask thee. Get the new living, Billy. By this we believe thou camest forth from God. See, you don't believe Jesus came forth from God. Until you believe he knows everything and don't never need you to question him. For instance, your business in trouble. You don't believe in Jesus unless you believe he got the answer and knows exactly how to turn that around for you. That he came from God and got everything God is and you believe in Jesus and you know everything going to be all right because you trust and relying on him to show you exactly what to do. Now, that's when you believe in him and don't question, can he change this and fix this for you? You really believe he came from God when you believe he know everything. Hey, I don't know what to do with my marriage. Uh, Jesus do. I don't know what to do about my children. Jesus do. I don't know what to do with my family member. Jesus do. I don't know what to do with my finances. Jesus do. I don't know about these headaches. Jesus know how to get rid of them. Listen, he, 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 no. I can't lose weight. He knows how. He got the power for you to quit eating. And he, he knows how to make your mind don't even want food no more. Come on. He knows how to do all kind of stuff. He can flip your thinking and, and turn you into a love machine that you ain't never been before. He, he knows how to teach you to get along with everybody. He knows how to teach you how to live with peace. Listen, you read Paul and him say, live with peace as much as life in you. Jesus got to show you how to do that. They instructed you, but the master got to show you how to live that. You got to believe in him to show you how to do what they say don't go try to do it. You believe in him, he knows how. They finally, finally became sure he knows everything. When you start believing this, man, you have a happy life. Some of the worst things happen. I said, oh, Jesus, oh, the master know about this. He already knew this was coming. He already got this figured out. He know exactly what he going to tell me to make this work and do every time. I'm trusting in him. That's how you'll get your building. He 
knows. He know where the land is. He know who he gonna make give to you. He know who he gonna he gonna make them give to you at a low price, real real low. He know, and it's gonna be about fifty times better than this. He's already got it figured out. He's already got the money ready. He's already got it planned. He got people in his church. They got money waiting to give into it. He's already got it figured out. You and, and I'm gonna tell you one of the things we've missed it on. Trying to trust him to do it and don't believe in him first, how to do it. We ran out of money when we was doing our church. We just ran out. You know, we spent eight, nine hundred thousand dollars on that building. We ran out of money. I said, y'all, we had we had to take off a little bit of time, but we'll get back started. Pascal, what'd you go do? Somebody tell me. I, I went and believed in Jesus. Now watch, how did I believe in? I got on my knees. I said, Lord, now we've done all we can do. Now it's on you. You got to show me what to do. About two weeks later, Billy, we, 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 I, I said, uh, the Lord the Lord spoke to me, and this is what he said to me. Finish the work. That's all. I said, oh, oh, just that finish it. Oh, what, what, what did I believe? We already had the money. Why? He said, finish it. I called Billy. I said, son, order, order all the sound equipment, about 20-something thousand dollars. Order everything. Call him a contractor. Order everything. Order it. Order it. Well, but I thought you said to it. No, Jesus said finish the work. Go order everything. And they just built up all these bills. And I'm kicking back up there laughing, rejoicing. Because I got a word that I know that Jesus can't lie. That everything he said when he was on earth come to pass. Every time he's told somebody you're healed, they could get home two days later and find out two days later they got healed when the master said it. You got to believe in him that every time Jesus says something, it's done. And after about 30 days, all them bills, 70, 80, 90,000 dollars came in and all the money was there. Somebody came and visited our church. Didn't even go there. Said, how y'all doing? They said, well, we trust in the Lord. We're trusting him. We're looking to him and depending on him. And they came back the next week with a big fat check that paid all that off. Hallelujah. That same Jesus will work in your life the same way in every area. This is how you get your house paid off. He knows how to pay off your house. He got somebody might down the street that want to pay it off for you. But you don't know how to trust him. Well, he, you trust he know how to do it. Because you up here trying to figure out how you going to do it. You can have your little stinging plan, but you better to be hooking up with his. You understand? It's not wrong. You gotta, you know, you're gonna pay off this much and so much a year, and you can have that little, that little stinging plan. But and because uh, that's slow and long-winded, and but you better get trust in him. This stuff happens instantly. God's into giving people land and property. Israel didn't pay for nothing. He gave everything to them. And we got this pay for everything, man. We don't have to believe in him, man. 
Well, we should pay our bills, as I understand, but we should be trusting him. Amen? That's balanced. Praise the Lord. Jesus knows everything. Jesus knows everything. He knows everything. Can I close with one more verse, Pastor? All right. <laughs> Come on, can I get y'all to shout a little bit? So, All right, 33, verse 33. You ain't got to go far. Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you'll have peace. See, when you don't have peace, you ain't in him. You ain't believing in him. You ain't. You see, got to learn it so you'll know how to go believe in him so you'll have peace. Because he, he knows everything. Now watch this. What are you going to believe? Watch this. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have tests and trials. So quit, quit being all upset because you get some tests and trials. Everybody going to get them. Why? Jesus said it. You can just stop from having a lot of them if you learn how to trust in Jesus. You'll have very few of them. He said, be a good cheer. Go ahead and shout. Get real happy when something's wrong in your life. I see most people don't live this. Most people don't live this. They ain't getting happy when no tests come. But Jesus said, be a good cheer. Now, what is your good cheer about? Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. It ain't that you're going to make it through this. It ain't that you're going to overcome this. That ain't your good cheer. What's your good cheer? He overcame it. <laughs> he done whooped this. He done been through this. He done overcame this. He have showed us that this couldn't handle him. We're to believe in him. That he overcame it and conquered it for us. That's what you're supposed to believe in him. And I be telling problems. I said, like your building. Jesus done whooped you. You might look like King Kong, liar than me, but my master done whooped you. Yeah, you might look like you just gonna stand over me and like ain't nothing gonna happen. But one thing I'm sure of is the one that live on the inside of me. He done done something about you. I know that. And that faith right there carry you through that thing to overcome it when you believe he did it. That's when you win. It's when you believe he overcame it and conquered it for you. He did. King Jesus, master of all, Lord of all. He's the Lord of lords. He rose with all power in heaven and in earth. There's nothing that can defeat our master. And it didn't do it. And we're to believe in him. If you really believe that, stand to your feet and shout. Now watch this. What, what are you shouting about? Well, you got you to know what your shout is about. What are you shouting about? Watch. Jesus overcame everything I'm facing, everything I'm going to face, everything I've been facing. What are you going to shout about? What do he do? See, so you ain't shouting. You're going to overcome it. You, you, you shouting he did. 
You shouting, he did something about your sickness. You shouting, he did something about bondages. You shouting, he did something about fear. And when you get that shout, you'll overcome it. Your trust in him now uh, makes him have to bring you through that. And you'll quit living a life of worry. Where a little thing that bother you and mess you all up. You be all right till somebody say something. Then you start feeling all bad and feeling ugly. And the devil be lying to you. Telling you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. But Jesus says you're something. And you're not believing in him. That he made you in his image. That he died and loved you with an unconditional love that can't never fail. And he wants you to believe in him. And don't be looking and believing in you. He's tired of you worrying and being stressed. Hitting stuff and being frustrated. Releasing anger. Jesus wants to set you free.